Married with Channels podcast, a married couple talking uh, TV shows, and today we're talking Mandalorian, season two, episode four, The Siege. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, make sure you check out Honey for your web browser. Save some money with that plugin. Go to joinhoney.com. Thanks to them. That's not what I said. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> and you are? Oh, my name is Moose. <laughs> and I'm Jody. Yes. We're married. Married with children's. And we, and we talk the channels. Because we're stuck at home watching television. So Mandalorian, season two, episode four. Yeah. <clears throat> Action-packed. A lot I liked of stuff it. going on there. I liked it again. It was a little bit different than the usual. He's asked to help out with a task. A little bit. And Baby Yoda eats stuff. I mean, still there. That's still there. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good to see the Carl Weathers character and the, uh, oh, what's her name? Carla Gagino? Gagino? The, the lady character. I can't think of her name. I don't know. I'm thinking that's Carla Gugino. Yeah. I'm like, no. What's this lady's name? She used to be in the MMA and all that. Right. That is not it. That is not it. <laughs> this is not the way. But anyway, yeah, it's good to see those characters again. Though, side note, apparently uh, that uh, lady is an anti-masker, which is disappointing. Gina Carano? There you go. Gina Carano. Cara Dune. Just call Cara- her her cool name. Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Right? Right. Isn't that name awesome? It's like pretty, but still like badass. Cara Dune. Yeah. On the next episode of Cara Dune. Kind of fitting. Yeah. This episode was uh, good. Like I said, action packed. You had a little, uh, you had a little humor, a it, little betrayal. You had a little bit of the empire. It still follows the formula, though. He has to help some people, and Yoda eats stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but a little different in that he's uh, helping them because it helps him. Sure. Um, I mean. And more because it's just kind of the right thing to do, right? right? Yeah. He's helping clear out this old, supposedly old, abandoned Imperial base there on the planet of Navarro. Yeah, it's definitely not abandoned, is it? No. But it's, um, they had kind of a few, a little... Uh, <clears throat> What's the word I'm looking for? Easter eggs, in a way. Like when they came upon the uh, the two scientists who destroyed the panel, and there's that thing in the water. I think that was uh, a clone of Snope. Hmm. Um, Emperor Snope, who was in the the latest trilogy, the okay. Rise of Skywalker. And okay. The ones I have Force not Awakens. Seen. You haven't seen any of those? I don't think so. I thought we watched Force Awakens. Oh, maybe I've seen that one. Yeah. But anyway, so I think that's what was going on there. They were cloning Emperor Snope. Okay. Or yeah. it was a clone of Snope. So anyway. it's some sort of weird, freaky science lab. Yeah. Did you like science? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like biology and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't, but I grew to love it as I got older. Mm-hmm. So. Well, as you get older and you, you know, you've, with your dalliances in the medical field, you know, and you have kids, especially kid with 
conditions, you start to really like science. Yeah, but not just medical science. Like I, I like other forms mm-hmm. of science now too. And I really did not care for it as a kid. Yeah. But I'm excited. I like to teach our child some science, like when we're cooking and stuff. Like yeah. science is all around you. So yay, Sci- science. Science is all around you guys. <laughs> Excuse me while I be a nerd for a minute. But the episode was, um, I don't know what else to say, really. I, I was a little confused at the end when they had uh, Moff, Mar, what's Giancarlo Esposito's name? Oh, I have it here, too. Moff Gideon. Yes. When he was there in the room and there's those, look like black stormtroopers. It's kind of not clear what exactly that was. I did a little research and watched a couple of videos and it mm-hmm. was, apparently those are dark troopers which are they're either like robots or they're like super stormtroopers who don't actually miss when they shoot their laser blasters okay yeah they're like the elite forces then huh yeah okay interesting um yeah i did not recognize Horatio Sands in this episode either. Did you not recognize him in the first episode of the series? No. Yeah, that was him there too. <laughs> Remember, because that character. Yeah. Yeah. He had a bounty and. Yeah. 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 No. I like how he like kind of steamed out of his gills yeah. or whatever the hell yeah, it was. Yeah, like almost like he was going to poo his pants because yeah. he was frightened by the sight of him. Now you got to have a little uh, comedic uh, thread there, I guess. And it worked. It worked fine. I don't know. I, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have much to say about this episode. Oh, well, I have some stuff to backtrack. We were talking about science in school, and it was just so adorable when Baby Yoda went to school. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he sat in the chair and in he's the all classroom. tiny. In the classroom. Is there anything Baby Yoda could do that wasn't cute? No, but... I thought it was interesting that he used the force just to get something that he wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some cookies from another kid's desk. And yep. it's almost kind of wrong. Like, right. use the force for bad. <gasps> yeah, there's almost, um, he, that's like the first force you've seen him use all season, right? Yeah, well, yeah, in quite a long time. I think last season. I think so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he get his little blue cookies. I wonder then if it's like... He's maybe progressed with it because it doesn't wipe him out like it did. Right. I was thinking maybe, about that too, but maybe he was just, maybe it's just such a minimal thing that yeah, it's not going to really a small task. tax him. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, it's kind of like tying, putting your, tying your shoes after you had a big meal. Yeah. You know, like, ugh. But, okay. you know, soon after you're ready to go. Something else adorable. Oh my gosh. The roller coaster hands up when yeah. they're flying the. The Razor Crest. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I was like, "This is this is the cutest thing ever." He's almost. It, I like that because it, it it's it's what you'd expect of a kid. Yeah. Of a child. Yeah. Like it, to to date, the Baby Yoda has been almost too too calm and cool, like too nonplussed by anything. Where yeah. kids are very much. What was that? What's this? What's going on there? Yeah. Woo, this is fun. Or I don't like that. They're very demonstrative. Yeah. Whereas Baby O is just kind of like, uh, uh. Well, and, he was a baby. 
And has anybody been cuter getting electrocuted? I know, no. right? No. no. He doesn't know his colors, but boy, he'll save your life. <laughs> Good old baby Yoda. Yeah. That was awesome. Yep. Yeah. So I'm a big fan. I love to snuggle and cuddle baby Yoda. Who doesn't want to snuggle cuddle that bastard? <laughs> that cute little green prick. Yep. So Come be my baby. I thought uh, Cara Dune's flying of that, uh, what was the ship called? It was an Imperial ship parked there. Yeah, it was like a... Just like a big... A carrier, like a troop carrier thing almost, transporter. Yeah. We'll we'll call it a tank. Yeah. It's almost like a tank. Yeah, this big tank that she's driving of a ship. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, that scene. Kind of through the the canyon, like kind of the X-Wings following. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, you mean the TIE Fighters? Yeah, sorry, TIE Fighters. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Keith, get her. I know, sorry. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. Kids stole all my brain power today. Yeah, the... Um, uh, I was just thinking, speaking of flying, like, why doesn't the Mandalorian just jetpack everywhere? Like, there's no... There's no, oh, let's get this elevator going. Just hit the jetpack and go up. <laughs> <laughs> and well, he's that's like, what he did. I know, but, yeah. it, you know, they're kind of consternating around the elevator trying yeah. to get that going. And then eventually, I, I forget why, but he's just like, fuck it, jetpack. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, he just took off and went to the second floor balcony there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> elevator up. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so, like, he just needs to jetpack everywhere for crying out loud. I mean, not everywhere. It's cold out in space. You need a ship to, like, oh, well, yeah, I mean. go travel. Right, I meant more kind of the the leaps and bounds, like not, across not, from not, not interstellar travel from the city in Navarro to the Imperial yeah. Battle Station. There, I mean, you know, you're going, yeah, okay. Anyway, jetpack everywhere for for you, huh? I mean, I would. But where, if you had a jetpack, where would you go? Well, like you know, COVID free. Yeah. Uh, need some at high V jetpack. <laughs> That's what they need to do, not flying cars. Okay, let's They just, need to work on jetpacks for Let's everybody. just make this clear that that is like 10 minutes from our house. Like, <laughs> that's not what I thought you were going to say. But it'd be more fun. Like, jetpack would be fun everywhere. Yeah, I'm thinking like Hawaii or Ooh. like jetpack somewhere cool and tropical. I don't think you can jetpack very far. Oh. Like, it's not a, it's not a, okay, let's go to... California now. Really? Jetpack. I don't think that's where we're at with that. <laughs> I see jetpacks just for kind of, like I said, leaps and bounds, like short, short trips. Time out. I saw the hologram map of Navarro and the city was quite a way, like a, another side of a planet. And he jetpacked. Hmm. You know, maybe in the Star Wars world, the jetpack is like getting on a 747. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So high V for you, Hawaii for me. Well, I, I'm, don't get me wrong. If <laughs> if it can seven forty seven, we're going. I'm going to Hawaii too, and I'm bringing my Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine Baby Yoda in a cute little swimsuit? Oh, he's got the little trunks. <laughs> oh, you look over there. He is like got half a starfish in his mouth. Yep. Anyway, anything else on the Mandalorian episode uh, four from season two? No. The lady. I liked it. Yeah, no, it was good. Like I said, a lot of action. 
little bit of humor. Good mm-hmm. to see Carl Weathers back. Yeah. He directed this episode. Yeah. He's actually done a lot of directing, I read. Oh, yeah? Back to the Silk Stockings show. Hmm. He did some of that. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't have anything else. All right. You want to touch on Fargo? Let's do it. Briefly? Sure. Yep. So. Fargo, um, season four, episode 10. 10. This one was, um, I mean, the highlight for me was uh, Gaetano getting killed. Oh, we're jumping right to that little well, yeah, am I, shock. Yeah, am I glossing over something? Well, I'll just set the stage for you. The The gang war is in full force. Lots, right, right. lots of bodies stacking up. Uh, the cop has... Otis. A, yeah, he has a big old target on his back from both sides. Yeah, and I don't get that. I don't know what his... What was he doing? Like, in the episode at the train station shootout, he yeah. kills Deffy. Yeah. And the then Marshall. shoots and shoots the uh, Squawny. Swanee, Swanee and Zelmar. Well, she didn't get shot. Right. Um, so he betrayed, you know, the cops, the Marshal, obviously. Yeah. And then he goes and... takes down the Italian mob at their dinner. Yeah. So I guess he's fully sided with Loy Cannon. It seems like it. Right? Because there's no benefit to killing the marshal for the Fadas, for the Italian family. Right. Okay. So I guess so. I guess he was all in with Cannon the whole time. I guess so. So right. now he has a target with the Fada family. Mm-hmm. And uh, they come ransack his place. And he go, gets a little creeped out and goes to leave. And lo and behold, his OCD sets the stage for him to get killed by yeah. Gatano. Yeah, by Gatano. And it almost uh, it was almost kind of nice the way he kind of came to peace with it. Like yeah, he, he was saw ready. Gatano was walking up. Yeah, pulling the gun up. Yeah, and he couldn't grab his gun because. His OCD and it's pinned between the door and the seat, whatever. And he, uh, you know, he, this they started playing the song that his dead wife was singing to him back in the day, and then yeah. he flashed back a little bit, and then he's kind of, and he literally died with a smile on his face. You could almost he knew see him, he was going back to be with his dead wife. Yeah, you could almost see the transition, and it was subtle, but this is where you know good shots and good acting come into play. But it was almost like he he was kind of panicked and then kind of the OCD ticks kicked in. And then there was almost this realization like, if this happens to me, I'm free of this burden of right. having to try to move this lock six times up and down. You know, you could almost kind of see that kind of wash across his face like, I don't have to do this anymore, you know? See, I took it more as he was... He finally realized the end is not near, the end is now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be with my, my love, my sure. wife. Well, I think that came right after that. There was like, a, mm. there was like a, a face change, just kind of like he's panicking, he's really trying to get that gun under the seat, and, you know, and the ticks kind of kick in, and then you kind of see it just kind of come over his face, like, I, I can be at peace with this. I can let go and come to acceptance because I don't have to do this anymore. And then he, you know, 
envisioned his wife singing the song and just did kind of die happy, a smile on his face almost. Okay. So it was subtle, but it was just one of those little tiny things where, you know, you can almost hear his thoughts as, as this is happening. So, yeah, I don't know if we really care that much about that character though. Sure. Like we really haven't been invested in him. No, but during that scene, I'm like panicking for him. I'm like, get that gun. I mean, how many times have you dropped your cell phone down under your seat? And it's so annoying because you can't get it. You cannot get to that thing. It's like this deep void right under your seat. And you have to get out of the car and look under the seat. He needs the uh, the thing I got where it's That's that little. That's the other side. Yeah. I know, but they need a version for that between the door and the seat. Yeah. Do you think that would be coming if not here already? It's just that like part where the seat is adjustable. So it's kind of like lower than the mm-hmm. part where your feet are and everything falls there. I yeah. don't know. It's where you find all the old French fries. <laughs> <laughs> but then Gatano yeah. kills Otis, starts walking back to the car where uh, Josto is. Yes. Trips. Oh my and, gosh. And it's such a Cone Brothers thing. Uh, he trips, falls, and the gun in his hand goes off and bl- blows back of his head off. He's dead. Oh, my gosh. I That was shock. I was like, well, <laughs> okay. I, I like that it happened after him, Gaetano and Josto had become, had reconciled and become like yeah. actual brothers yeah. and loved each other. Yeah. I like that it came after that. Yeah. Because it almost adds more weight to it. Like if he had just died when he was an asshole. Yeah. And a very overacting. Yeah. You know, chewing the, chewing the lines type of guy. Yeah. You'd just been like, okay, good. Phew. <laughs> but now you kind of feel bad. Yeah. Like, oh, crap. He just got his brother. And yeah. Now the guy's dead. Yep. But uh, very much a Coen Brothers moment. It, it's kind of like, um, remember we watched Burn After Reading? Yeah. Um, George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Yeah. And Brad Pitt's in the closet and George Clooney opens it up and he doesn't realize he's in there, gets scared and the gun goes off. Yeah. <laughs> shoots Brad Pitt in the head. It reminded me of that a little bit. Yeah. I would definitely did not see that moment coming. It was definitely a, well, that was shocking. <laughs> yeah. And so now it's interesting because Loy and Josto have both, lost people mm-hmm. that are pretty important to them right so and then uh we have uh orietta mayflower ah yes who uh confronts uh ethelrita 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 on the on the deck there on the porch and yeah that's her little two bits and then later on i couldn't tell if initially if that was a dream sequence where right. mayflower was standing over ethelrita while she was asleep yeah. and then the uh I like that we finally got the story of that ghost. Right. Which was essentially the slave ship captain who yeah. they killed, her great-grandfather killed, whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell if that was a dream sequence or if she was actually there. I couldn't either. And I don't know how I feel about the the ghost character. It's a little... A little sci-fi there, because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if she was there, it the ghost was there as well, and, it, you know, he he scared her off, apparently. You gotta be, you gotta remember, this is a, uh, 
this is the Fargo show. There's right. going to be some weird kind of sci-fi stuff like that. Yeah. So you should yeah. always kind of go into it. Yeah. With that in mind. Sure. As far as the ghost, um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So she, I'm pretty sure she was there. Yeah. She. I, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. At first, I was like, "Is this a dream? Yeah. Or is she really actually gonna try and kill her?" So she gets arrested. Yes. And then, um, this is the big question: like, yes. what the hell did Ethel Rita bring to Lloyd Cannon? Yeah. That's gonna help him win the war. I know. She busts out the ring. Yeah. For Donatello Fada, the original uh, head of the crime family, who died was poisoned by uh, uh, Orietta Mayflower, the yeah. nurse. So uh, I guess I'm confused as to how that's really going to help Lloyd Cannon win the war. Yeah, I don't know either. I was like, well, what what significance does yeah. that have? Unless there's going to be a connection. He He's going to bring that information to Josto? Because he would know who killed his father, or that someone killed his father, and it was Ethel Reed or like Orietta. Maybe his, maybe the way it works is he's got the ring. He knows now, based on what Ethel Rita told him, showed uh-huh. him, so he can go to Josto and say, "We end this war now." I tell you who killed your father. Yeah. I tell you how your father died, and yeah. it's not natural causes. I don't know. Is that enough to say, oh, yeah. So. Yeah, right? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, so what's the big, oh, wow, this I is going to turn the tide. We must have missed something. I don't know. Maybe it'll be revealed. I don't know. Because, I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, what does that do to give him control over people? Like, just because you wear the ring? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know don't either. Know. Also, what I wanted to know is if this gang war is so bad... Why didn't they bring in more manpower? Like the Fargo guys. Yeah, the you Fargo guys that, yeah. are like, um, he said, Loy at one point in the episode said he was getting pressure from New York. It's like, well, send some guys down here, like just out overpower them. Loy's referring to the Fada family's getting pressure from New York. Not, 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 oh. not Loy Cannon's crime family. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's saying they're getting pressure from New York. Gotcha. I, I I think they tried Fargo, the guys from Fargo. And remember they stormed that yeah. little, you know, fire they had out in the back, the Fadas had out in back and yeah. opened fire. And most of them apparently got wasted. And so tried that, didn't work. Gotcha. That's kind of where I'm thinking. Okay. I mean, I don't know. All yeah. Right. Maybe the Fargo group was like, yeah, they killed th- what X amount of our guys were done helping you. Another little, and it's a minor detail. It's not super important, but another little kind of writing thing that didn't make sense to me is Loy's son. And I'm Satchel. No, not Satchel. Oh, the other one who yeah, has the yeah. hots for Ethel Rita. Right, right, right. I don't recall the, his name. The I'm jazz sorry. man. Yes. He was sent to Ethel Rita's house with, he said like $50,000 of merchandise. Yeah. And Orietta comes over there to, you know, yell at Ethel Rita mm-hmm. and he doesn't have a gun. Like they're trying to get her to leave and he's like, you need to leave. And it's like, he wouldn't he be armed if he's taken 50 grand worth of stuff and he's a cannon kid and 
there's yeah. a gang war going on. Like, wouldn't he have a pistol in his pocket? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, I don't think so. I think he's kind of like helping his dad out, but he's he's always got an armed guy with him. Is my kind of feeling with it? Huh? Like he's not going to go. First of all, going to like the funeral home is probably not super dangerous. Oh, uh, when there's a gang war going on in town, it is. You're right. Yeah, he should have somebody there know. with him. It just was a kind of a hole there for me. Like, yeah. Why didn't this kid you pull out his gun and make her leave? <laughs> Maybe he had a gun, but it was like you know I'm not going to whip this out until the absolute necessary moment. I don't know. That just didn't didn't sit well with me. I right. guess. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. This this season's been kind of meh. Yeah, <laughs> I think I read a review on AV Club about it, and they were they. One of the lines was very much what I was thinking. Like this season's kind of bad, but it's nice to look at. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of nice visuals and the yeah. cars we've talked about many times. Yeah, and, you know, the clothing, the setting, the art direction. Sure. Um, the mood, yeah. the cinematography, it's all good. Yeah. But uh, just overall, narratively, writing, it's just been ho-hum. Well, I will say this is better than the stupid Wizard of Oz episode, so way <laughs> to go on that, I guess. That's improvement this week. Oh, real quick. Yeah. The satchel thing. Yeah. Yeah. What did that provide other than he's maybe able to take care of himself now? I mean, like he's grown a pair now. I think it was kind of symbolic. Like he he's growing up and he's wising up to how things are in the world, and he sees these crime families to get ahead in life, and what they want, they have to take it by force or or to mm. get people to leave them alone, you know, and so. It was kind of, um, it, it almost was kind of a nod to Loy when he was like, kind of like, I'm in charge now. I have the power. You do what I say. You know, it was kind yeah. of like, oh, he's like a little mini Loy right there, you know. Are we ever going to find out what happened to Rabbi and Kalamita? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they just got killed and swept up by the tornado. I guess that's where we left it. Also, also the where have they been? What about the Fada boy who's staying with the cannons, you know, in the exchange? Yeah. yeah. Not that we need a whole, like, story on the kid. Sure. But haven't seen him no. since that episode where it looked like Lloyd was going to kill him coming out of the bathroom. But yeah. But ended up not. Yep. Anyway. Yeah. And uh, also, what's the deal with, like, Happy and the other guy kind of going behind his back? I think that happy guy is just, you know, when he was talking with Lloyd Cannon, he was saying how, like, I don't know if it's the elders or the uh, the country top dogs think that he's overextended himself or gone too far. Yeah. So there's already, at least with other people associated with Lloyd Cannon. Yeah. There's already people who are like, eh, yeah. this isn't working out. And so then you got the whole, like, his nephew, Leon, sure, you know, whooping his ass. So, sure. you know, I guess they found a play that gotcha. uh, could A, take care of Lloyd Cannon and B, you know, 
get some redemption and some uh, payback for uh, whooping on an, uh, Happy's nephew. Sure. Because I'm happy, that's my <laughs> name, and that's what they call me, and I'm mad about my nephew getting whooped up. Okay. That just happened. Yeah, it did. You wow, think, we're tired. I know. You got anything else on this, Fargo? Um, I mean, let's, I, I like Ethel Rita's character. I like the smart girl who is very kind of observant without being in the middle of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, I like that character and I, I like that she had the gumption to go have an appointment with a crime family right. boss. Yeah. <laughs> like, holy cow. That's, I mean, that's kind of brave for someone of that age. And, you know, I almost think she should have been around more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like she's, yeah, she's been peppered in here and there. She was very prominent the first episode or two. Sure. Um, but, uh, I think there should have been more Ethel Rita. Yeah. Just because I think she is kind of, She's almost the viewer's uh, uh, proxy. Uh, you know, like every show and movie, there's usually a character that uh, the viewer can relate to slash, you know, put themselves in the shoes sure, of. Sure. Um, you know, we can't put our shoes in a leader of a crime family. Sure. Or <laughs> some Italian guy who just fought in World War II, blah, blah, blah. But, uh, yeah, I think it could have used more of her. Uh, I thought it was funny when her mom was like, I sleep with a loaded shotgun and I'm a light sleeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when when the, the boy was going to spend the night on the couch. <laughs> You're definitely seeing some uh, strong motherhood symbols, well, uh, was, uh, examples here. I was wondering about that for you when you're a father and our <laughs> daughter starts dating. Are you going to load the gun and wait up for her? <laughs> I might throw out the, I got a shotgun in the closet thing. Oh, really? I don't know. That That's, seems so, like, I know. not a normal, that seems like a weird thing to say. Like, you know, I, I, are you I, threatening the kid? Is I think that it, a threat? I think it just depends on the kid, right? Like, if somebody comes <laughs> over to date Evie, let's say she's 15, 16, take her out on a date, and he's nice and, you know... Uh, respectful. Well, I got no reason to do that sort of thing. Sure. You know, but if he comes over and he's putting his feet up on the table and, you know, burping and, uh, you know. I still don't think you can threaten a child. <laughs> I think that, I think, yeah, right. It's one of those, like, how, how far are you willing to take this? No, I don't think you could say that at all. <laughs> I think you can, but I don't think anybody's going to take it seriously. I don't, I don't think you could say that if, anymore. If, if some kid is being a dick and I'm like, yay, I got a shotgun in the closet. You want to keep up that attitude? Or if she's back past 2 a.m., you know. I think there are that, probably healthier, more normal if somebody ways to took say that, that. To, if somebody took that to the authorities, they'd yeah. just be like, it's just a father protecting his kid. No, I don't think so. You might be going to jail for threatening a minor. I don't think you could say that stuff uh, anymore. Yeah. I think... You're going to have to find a different way to address that uh, intellectually and, you know, use your words, not your guns. <laughs> I didn't use my gun. I used my words. I know, but you can't make a threat. 
I didn't make a threat. I said I got a shotgun in the closet. Yeah, that's kind of an implied threat, I think. I don't know. Can we just not? <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm not even, I don't even think I'm that type. I don't think I'm that way. You oh, know? you just wait. I'm, I'm more, I'm more like, I'd probably be just more of an asshole. Yeah. To the kid. Are you going to you know, like. Or I'd chew him out or something like, you need to check your attitude. Yeah. Or you're out of here. Yeah. Are you, you going to. Like, I don't think I'd be like, I got a gun. I think, I think I'm smarter and wittier than that. Okay. That's what I mean. Like, I think you should use your words and not, <laughs> not a shotgun threat. A shotgun words. Um, are you going to wait up for her? I don't know. <laughs> I think it depends. I think it depends on, you know. You're not a light sleeper. I do know that. Well, I think it depends on if it's like, if the curfew is 1030 and I'm up. Yeah. And it's. 1045. Yeah. Yeah, I'll wait up. Sure. Or call. You know, it just depends. I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> you are not a light sleeper, I will say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else on the uh, Fargo? Nope, that'll do it. Yeah. Let's hope she doesn't date any uh, crime family members. I think we talked about that last time, too. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Yep. Married with Channels podcast. I see we have one review. Nice. Um, on the Apple podcast thing. Five stars. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Give us a good review if you could on your podcast provider. That'll be nice. Make sure you go to joinhoney.com. Get that plug in for your browser so you save money. Money. And uh, we'll be back next time. Probably some more Mandalorian. Maybe uh, some Queen's Gambit. I want Fargo to end so we can get into Queen's Gambit a little bit. Yep. And uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving if you celebrate that. And stay home. Stay home. Yeah. Just do a small thing. You can still be thankful. Yeah. It's okay. Scale it down. Be safe. Yeah. Don't spread. Uh, Even if you don't think you have it. Yep. All right. Lecture over. Right. Until next time, this is Married with Channels podcast. My name is Moose. And I'm Jody. We'll see ya. Bye.